If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Ethos Lakers. This is going to be a solo edition with me, your host, JC DeLeon, for this one. And recording this on January 26th of 2022, which is the two-year anniversary mark since the untimely passing of Lakers legend Kobe Bryant. And in a weird twist of irony, the Lakers sit currently with the number eight seed and with a record of 24 and 24. And that's pretty unusual. (laughs) Um, It's a pretty unusual coincidence. It's one of those odd things that, you know, after, after Kobe died in one of the, um, the games in the bubble, there was at one point a score of Lakers 24 and the other team had eight. And it's one of those weird coincidences that just kind of always make you think that whether you believe in this sort of stuff or not, that Kobe's kind of always watching over this team. And it's sort of the reason why people felt like maybe the Lakers would win a championship after his, his untimely demise, because he's, he's always going to be watching over this team. And although things haven't been great for, for the Lakers this season, Last night did sort of seem like maybe things might turn around. And the reason for that is after 17 games and and almost five weeks out, Anthony Davis made his return. And if you look at the box score, nothing about the box score seems very impressive. He played 24 minutes, shot three of eight, missed his one three-point attempt, but he did get four blocks. And although he only got two rebounds, his defensive presence was there. 
And his defensive presence, one-on-one against other bigs. He went against James Harden a couple of times. He's the anchor. Being the anchor of the defense, his presence was totally there. And although the Lakers beat the Brooklyn Nets, one of the best teams in the East right now, it was in Brooklyn, which means they were without Kyrie because Kyrie hasn't taken his vaccination shot, and that's a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast that we're not going to get into here. And the Nets are currently without Kevin Durant, who's nursing an injury, and he'll be back. he'll be out for, I think, another six weeks, maybe. And on top of that, there are reports that James Harden might not be happy in Brooklyn. He might not be happy with how Steve Nash is utilizing him. He doesn't like living in Brooklyn. He's just not a very happy camper right now, which... You know, so many people were in favor of how James Harden sort of took control of his own destiny and left Houston and essentially picked the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know if those same people are going to be giving him credit if he forces himself out of way, forces his way out of Brooklyn the same way he forced himself out of Houston because at that point, and I said this when he even got traded from Houston and sort of turned his back on his teammates in Houston. One, this isn't going to be a new thing. If James Harden is turning his back on his Brooklyn Nets teammates, we've seen we've seen James Harden turn his back to his teammates before. I don't think it makes him a good player. I don't think it makes him a good teammate. And two, like, are we really going to let him just do this again? And are people really going to give him credit again for taking control of his own destiny? When he was traded from Houston, I talked about how he play, he seems to play his best basketball in January. He's not very reliable in the playoffs. As many teammates as they tried to give him, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Dwight Howard in his prime. Like, at some point, James, the problem is you. But this isn't a Nets podcast. This isn't a Rockets podcast. We're here to talk about the Lakers. And But, yeah, like, my whole point in that little rant is that although the Lakers won, they beat the Brooklyn Nets, they held them to 96 points. And they won by 10. There's tons and tons and tons of work for this Lakers team to do. And I finally gave in to the conclusion against the Miami Heat on Sunday when the Lakers lost. And although they almost came back and won that game, after the first half, I just. It finally just kind of dawned on me that this team. It's simply not good enough. It's not good enough to make any real noise in the playoffs. Ethan sort of touched on this in our front office episode. There aren't no, there, there's not a move to be made that's going to like save this team. And so I feel like the Lakers should just sort of stand pat with this season and do the best they can with the resources they have and just try to build. And there's plenty to build on because I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom after, after a win, especially when Anthony Davis comes back. His first bucket after coming back from injury was an alley-oop from LeBron James. So, you know, Anthony Davis is there. He's going to, he's going to slowly reacclimate himself back into the offense and his presence is going to be a winning presence again. Although it wasn't exactly a winning presence last night, although there was the four blocks. 
One conclusion I've come to the last couple of days is with three superstars on this team, you've heard me talk about how at all times there needs to be some combination of either all three of LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis on the floor at all times in order for this team to win. Lately, I've come to the conclusion that there should be a different combination of players that should be on the floor at all times. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with LeBron, Westbrook, or Anthony Davis. For this Lakers team to win, for this Lakers team to play hard, for this Lakers team to put forth an effort that everyone can feed off of, at all times, no matter what the score is, blowout or no blowout, at all times, there needs to be some combination of Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, and Taylor Horton Tucker on the court. Never all four of those guys, unless the fifth guy is LeBron James. LeBron James can play with all four of those guys. And that's going to be and that's going to be a unit a five a five man unit that is going to switch around on defense. It's going to go after steals. You may not get you might not get a lot of rim protecting, but you'll get an effort. You won't lose any 50-50 balls with the, with that five man unit of LeBron, Monk, Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Taylor Horton Tucker. With Westbrook and Malik Monk, you do have a little bit of the Rondo Westbrook thing that you had a little bit in the season earlier in the season, but Malik Monk is a much better shooter and Malik Monk can create his own shot. Malik Monk doesn't really create for anyone else the way Rondo does, but because he can create his own shot and because he's a great three point shooter, he does have a two man game with LeBron James. There, there are stipulations to this, this four man lineup that I'm proposing. If, if you're going to have Malik Monk in there with Russell Westbrook, then LeBron James has to be in there too. And from there, you can go big with Stanley Johnson. And then the fifth guy can either be Reeves or Tucker. It's not going to matter. Reeves, I feel, Austin Reeves, I feel like fits anywhere. Any combination of any team. You can go LeBron, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves. I'd be totally happy with that. You could go Westbrook, Davis, Monk, Reeves, Stanley Johnson. Be happy with that. The point is, these four guys are really the Lakers' key to winning. Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Taylor Horton Tucker. You need to have all four of those guys get a bulk of the minutes. And you've seen that. You've seen that a lot. Last night, Stanley Johnson started, played 28 minutes, only scored four points, but he was a plus 10 and plus minus. The only starter, by the way, who was in plus minus, Stanley Johnson and also LeBron James. The only other starter, I should say, that was in plus, in positive, plus minus. Malik Monk. 22 points, shot 6 for 12 from 3, played 28 minutes. Austin Reeves, again, 
<laughs> Typical Austin Reeves night. 24 minutes, only scored two points, but grabbed six. Five rebounds, four of them offensive, six rebounds, blocked a shot, got a steal. I'm sure he took a charge or two. Not an impressive stat line, plus 13, plus minus. Taylor Horton Tucker. See, so Taylor Horton Tucker is sort of the wild card of the of this four-man lineup. Really bad game for him last night. Uh, about as bad as, as you've seen him play. He played 18 minutes. Shot 0 for 6, only grabbed one rebound, grabbed a block, was minus 2. We're not very impactful. But what's good about this four-man lineup of Monk, Reeves, Johnson, and Tucker is it's not the only like main lineup you have because aside from LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, you've still got an Avery Bradley. And a Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony shot three for seven from three. He grabbed three rebounds, two steals, a block, got an assist, plus 15 for Carmelo Anthony. So if any, on any given night, if any of these four guys are off, Monk, Reeves, Johnson, Tucker, if any of those four guys are off, you've still got Carmelo Anthony. You've still got Avery Bradley. If you need to go further in the bench, you do still have Trevor Ariza. And again, keep in mind that at some point, Kendrick Nunn is going to be back. And you don't know exactly know where Nunn is going to fit in with this lineup, and it's going to take some time to work him in. But here's what we shouldn't see. Is we should no longer have to rely on heavy minutes for Trevor Ariza which he got a DNP coach's decision last night. And I said, even when he was injured, I'm not expecting a lot from Trevor Ariza. Wayne Ellington hasn't proved very much when he has gotten in there. DeAndre Jordan's done. I There were moments in which I liked it throughout the season. I thought he fit in well. But yeah, he's, he's done at this point. Same for Bazemore. Dwight Howard didn't play last night. He could have because the Nets had Nicholas Claxton. But for whatever reason, Dwight Howard didn't play. Dwight Howard is the one I do feel like he should get more minutes than he's gotten lately, but it it does sort of, you know, what's he going to do with this team? Where is he going to fit sort of thing? But the Lakers have a lot to build on. I feel like the Lakers have are solidifying their rotation. And beyond the obvious LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, yeah. I feel like our rotation's beginning to develop. I don't know if Stanley Johnson should start. I Malik Monk has been playing really well off the bench, but I liked Malik Monk in the starting lineup. I feel like if you're going to start LeBron James at center, I feel like the starting lineup should be LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, and Stanley Johnson. Because then that leaves Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Taylor Horton Tucker, 
Carmelo Anthony on your bench. And I feel like within those players, that's where you could sort of mold a winning team. But what's a winning team for this lineup, really? Because like I said, I've already resigned myself to the conclusion that this team is simply not good enough. Not good enough to win a championship, depending on who that first-round matchup is going to be. Believe it or not, I'm actually of the thought that the Lakers do match up fairly well with Golden State. Despite the fact that Golden State hits a lot of threes and this Lakers team gives up a lot of threes, that's probably the only conceit. But we've already seen that the Lakers don't match up very well with Memphis. They don't match up very well with Phoenix. So can the Lakers even get out of the first round? That remains to be seen. But the good news is, Anthony Davis is back. He, despite that he didn't, despite the fact that he didn't have a very impressive stat line, he looks healthy. He's blocking shots. He's anchoring the defense. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. He's back, and that's a great thing. But where do the Lakers go from here? Well, I don't know where the Lakers go from here. But what I do know is that you guys should take a moment to follow Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. That's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. The single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides way more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow now. So now that Anthony Davis is back, what do the Lakers have to look forward to? Well, they still have one of the more difficult schedules on the back half. Uh, of the rest of the league. They have the most road games. They have a ton of road games coming up because for the first half of the season, they actually played the most home games. It seemed like they were always playing in, in the Staples Center and now the CryptoCom Arena. And for the second half of the season, it's going to feel like the Lakers are on the road a lot more often. Their next three games, in fact, are going to be on the road versus the 76ers, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Atlanta Hawks. I think Ethan is going to be on the next recording after the Charlotte Hornets game. And so, you know, with the Lakers teeter-tottering around 500, winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one, I've got to, I've got to assume that 
the Lakers game on Thursday versus the 76ers with Joel Embiid playing the way he has been and Dwight Howard not playing a lot, which means the Lakers don't have a very formative, formidable presence at center. I'm not looking forward to the 76ers game, although you never know. Charlotte Hornets should be an entertaining game. Atlanta Hawks has been an entertaining game when the Lakers have played there, when the Atlanta's been in, in the CryptoCom arena. So there's plenty of good news on the way. You know, Hornets are beatable, Hawks are beatable, Blazers, Clippers are beatable, Knicks are beatable. That's all in between the 76ers and then the Bucks. So it seems as though the Lakers will be able to claw themselves out of this eight seed to maybe at least a six seed. We'll go over the rest of the playoff picture here later on in the episode. Before we take a look at the Lakers playoff picture, I do want to tell you guys about a new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night and score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. Check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. Touched on it. A little earlier, and I talked about how Ethan also uh, mentioned this in our front office show. While there are not a lot of trade rumors that are going to be viable for this team, it is roughly two weeks before the trading deadline. And things are a little quiet on the insider front. And one NBA insider on Twitter wrote that the reason... In his experience, he's seen things be a little quiet on the trade front this close to the deadline is because teams are actively working. I didn't get a chance to ask uh, Steve Bagel this of the Bird Rights podcast on our show, but before we recorded, I kind of asked him in private. I said, hey, do you think it's going to be an active trade season? And he said yes. He, he had a lot of reasons as to why he said yes. He thought it would be an active trade reason. I'm not, I don't remember every reason he said. And I'm certainly not going to put words in his mouth. But it does seem as though it's going to be an active trading, de- trading deadline. There's, it's pretty quiet now. Ben Simmons is out there. You know, what is Brooklyn going to do with the fact that Kyrie is not playing home games and James Harden is not happy? You know, what, what's to be done? Indiana is rebuilding. Even though Miles Turner is hurt, it doesn't seem as though they're going to hold on to him because what would they have to gain? And as far as the Lakers, there's no trade out there that's really going to help this team. You're starting to hear more rumblings about Terrence Ross, but is Terrence Ross really going to be much of an improvement? Is Terrence Ross really going to be worth the sacrificing underperforming though he may be the sacrificing of Taylor Horton Tucker. I don't think so. I don't think so. With that, you know, I, I, I will, we'll, we'll talk about the latest Lakers trade rumors that, that have propped up on this January 26th 
the most realistic possibility does seem to be a Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Houston would be willing to go down that road again. And in a way, it's it, it'd be a net positive for both teams, although Russell Westbrook is not necessarily helping the Lakers win now. He is being productive. And so when you weigh both situations, Houston right now is getting nothing from John Wall. Literally nothing, because he's not playing. And the Lakers are getting production out of Russell Westbrook. Literally production, because the guy won't stop playing. He's the only Los Angeles Laker who hasn't missed a game this season. And Russell Westbrook is someone who is well-respected among his peers. And maybe he can get a young team like the Rockets going. But if I'm used to, either way, looking at it from both sides of the coin, if I'm the Lakers, not only do I want John Wall, I kind of want Eric Gordon. And that's going to cost a lot. That's potentially going to cost, in addition to Russell Westbrook, it's probably going to cost Taylor Horton Tucker. That's also probably going to cost Kendrick Nunn. And that's definitely going to cost your first-round draft pick in 2027. And if I'm Houston, or if, yeah, and if, I, if I'm Houston, if I'm going to give up Eric Gordon, yeah, I definitely want those things. So simple Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade is not going to work. No, neither team is going to want that, even though it is a net positive. Both teams are going to want to try to one-up each other. And I, I don't see, I don't see the Lakers putting themselves in that position. So for the late, latest rumors to sum up, yeah, Terrence Ross, definitely not if it's going to cost Taylor Horton Tucker and a first-round pick even though their first-round pick could be 2027. John Wall? Maybe. Maybe. But to get John Wall and potentially Eric Gordon? I mean, yeah, I could be talked into getting those two players for Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. Man, even though Taylor Horton's under underperforming, man, that upside. Huge upside. Look at what Kyle Kuzma's doing in Washington. The Lakers have maybe held on just a little bit. You never know. You never know. <clears throat> and with that, let's take a look at the standings like I like to do. So over in the West, not much has changed. Phoenix, Golden State remain atop the West. Phoenix is sort of running away with this thing again, 37-9. and nine. Golden State has been slipping a little bit lately. Draymond Green has been injured, so that might be why. Klay Thompson's 
beginning to either show some rust or his uh, lack of conditioning is beginning to catch up with him. He's been playing a little bit less. Memphis, still surging. For those guys to be the number three seed, outstanding. 32 and 17. Utah, number four, 30 and 18. Dallas five at twenty seven and twenty one. Denver six at twenty five and twenty one. Minnesota surprising some folks twenty four and twenty three. Lakers can't be. I mean nobody can, can say too much about Minnesota. They are ranked higher than our Los Angeles Lakers at number eight. Number nine Clippers last night just had a thirty five point comeback with Luke Kennard hitting a game winning shot at the buzzer. Or close to the buzzer. Portland in the 10 seed. From here, pretty pretty big separation between 9 and 10. And so somebody's going to get in that 10 spot. And New Orleans has actually been surging lately. I feel like it'd be and I feel like it'd be a pretty pretty big victory for New Orleans to get into this uh, play-in game situation. Because they look really bad to be, to start the season, and if they can go up to playing in the play-in, it's pretty pretty big for them. San Antonio is not doing much, which is unfortunate because Dejounte Murray is having a hell of a season, and man, would that guy be an amazing Laker. Sacramento at eighteen and thirty-one. Sacramento's got to do something. You can only hold hold on to De'Aaron Fox and be outside of the playoffs for so long. Same with Buddy Heald. Oklahoma City still rebuilding. Not a lot to talk about there. And Houston, not a lot to talk about there. Although, rebuilding, they might be wasting a lot of prime Christian Wood years. Just saying. Miami, holding on to that number one seed. They've rocketed themselves up. 30-17, and 17, Chicago. Holding on to that two seed. They've they've slipped a little bit lately, but they're still holding on to that two seed. Brooklyn at 29 and 18. Milwaukee's got 30 wins and 19 losses at the four seed. Cleveland. You can't knock Cleveland down, man. You keep, they keep getting injury after injury after injury. That team is resilient. Kevin Love is playing like a man possessed off of the bench. Like His career has been rejuvenated. It's been great to see. Philadelphia 28-19, they're going to have to do something soon. The latest trade rumor with them is that there might be some sort of pseudo-agreement with Brooklyn and Philadelphia, but they want to wait until the offseason. Why two teams would agree to an eventual trade in the offseason and let that shit leak? I have no idea. I have no idea who that benefits. I've never heard of anything like that in all of my years of being an NBA basketball fan for two teams to basically handshake agree, and we'll trade for these two guys later. I don't understand. Charlotte in the 7th seed at 26 and 22. Toronto in the 8th seed at 23 and 22. Boston in the play-in situation as well as Washington in the Knicks. I don't know what happened to the Knicks. We go over this every week when we look at the playoff picture, and I thought the Knicks would be down, but it's because I thought the Atlanta Hawks would be up, and the Atlanta Hawks are ranked lower than the Knicks. And I'm guessing the reason for that is Charlotte's ascension. I don't know. 
Then you've got Indiana, Detroit, and Orlando. Orlando's your worst team in the league. Aside from Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, and Mo Bamba. Not even Aaron. Misspoke. Not Aaron Gordon. Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba, Jalen Suggs. I can't name very many other Orlando Magic players. And that's going to about do it for this episode of the Ethos Lakers pod. But before I go, I want to remind you all to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. You can also check out our pals, mybookie.ag. You can use code HOOPBALL on the third page of their sign-up as well to unlock deposit matches to unlock deposit matches for mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped. Use code HOOPBALL at mybookie.ag. You can follow me on Twitter at jcdeleon one You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at ethoslakers. You can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. No idea if he has an Instagram. But until next time, we are out. Hey, guys. Post-production JC here. Just wanted to record this quick little snippet. Literally, as soon as I pressed stop on the record of the today's podcast, literally, as soon as I pressed stop, a tweet notification from Shams forward. Stanley Johnson has agreed to a new two-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Sources tell The Athletic Johnson's final 10-day contract expires Wednesday, but his contagious defense energy and play earn him a guaranteed rest of the year. Folks, we have got Stanley Johnson locked up for, I don't know if two years means the rest of this year and one more year or guaranteed rest of this year and then two more years. That that I don't know, but main news is Stanley Johnson locked up. No more 10-day contract for our guy Stanley Johnson. Happy for him. Happy for the team. I hope his energy and defense is contagious to the rest of the team. and. Happy to see it got done. Until next time, now we're out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.